the halls with bells of holly. Now we don our gay apparel. It's Christmas season! Who's ready for Christmas? Who's ready to spread Christmas cheer? Who's ready to pull back the Christmas veneer and look reality in the face? Who's ready to look past the candy canes, the Christmas trees, and the pumpkin spice lattes and see what's really going on, what is underneath the Christmas tree skirt? Oh, ladies and gentlemen, allow me to tell you, it is a cautionary tale of Christmas. It's one that nobody likes, nobody wants to have, and yet it's the one story that every, every one of us experienced as it runs congruent with the, oh, the dancing elves and sugar canes and all that fun stuff. There's this thing called reality. And we're going to be talking about it for the next few weeks. You won't like today's message. You won't like next week's message. But together, we will endure the cautionary tales of Christmas. Now, if it's your first time here to South Point, my name's Craig, and my wife Patty and I get to pastor this great place. And we are a participatory church. You already did so well on the fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. You guys did great I love it. You're amazing. Um, so we got one more participatory thing. I need everyone to participate. There's going to be a raising of the hand, so it's super easy, super easy. And if you lie, do know that you are in the house of the Lord, and you will be struck dead immediately upon your lie. How many of you would confess right here in front of all of us, including everyone online? Hello, everyone online. Play along at home. It'll be fun. How many of you will confess right here by the raising of your hand that there is one area of your life that you like to control? Oh, all right, okay, okay. Good job, good job, good job. All right, one more, one more question, one more question. How many of you would admit that you have a problem with control? Look, someone right there holding up somebody else's hand. That is the epitome of control. No, no, you, girl, you really, no. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Um, control is a real thing, and we are going to talk about it today. Nobody likes to talk about it, yet it is a thing that exists in probably every single household. In fact, I'll just say every single household in every single life, and it just seems to mess things up. But before we dive into that, I thought we would start with Scripture because it'll just make things a whole lot more scriptural, okay? So grab your notes, whether it be your phone or the paper notes, or it'll be on the screen, whatever you want to do. I would recommend you take notes because it'll change your life, but you don't have to, whatever. All right, Luke chapter 1, verse 26. You ready? Let me pause. Allow me to pause. Allow me to pause. I already said you won't like this message, so go ahead and just lie to me and yourself and help me out today, Okay? Luke chapter 1, verse 26 and following, it says this. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed. And honestly, I think some of you might be in this situation right here. And we might be more like Mary than we realize that we're in a situation right now that we're confused about. 
it disturbs us, it messes with us. We don't really have all the answers because, again, it's confusing, but yet it's disturbing. Confused and disturbed. Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how, how pardon me, sir, how can this happen? I, I'm, uh, I'm not sure you notice this or not, but I'm a virgin, yo. And the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. And Mary responded, I don't think so. This ain't going to work for me because I got plans for my future. And let me tell you something right now. The wedding dress won't fit over the baby bump. And I ain't going for a shotgun wedding. Daddy ain't going to be happy. So I don't know what you're planning, but I'm not in. No, she didn't say any of that. What did she say? She said, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. Now, this last verse, I really like it in another translation. In the ESV, it says this. And Mary said, I like this translation because it quotes the Beatles. And for some of you younger people, you don't even know who the Beatles are. And you think it's a bug, and it is a bug, and it is a car. But it's also a band from way back in the day. Um, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be. Let it be. I'm not going to sing anymore. You got all my singing. Let it be to me according to your word. So let's talk a little bit about controlling and a control person. And you might say right now, looking at me, I mean, you raise your hand, but inside you're like, oh, Pastor Craig, I'm not really a controlling person. I'm just aggressively helpful. <laughs> Boo thing. You are so high strung, you make coffee nervous, right? You try to control every single thing. You try to control who your kids date. You try to control where they're going to go to school, who they're going to marry, what career they're going to go into. You try to control how to load the dishwasher. You try to control how to fold towels. You try to control how to vacuum the rug. Come on, anybody in the house going to help me out today? You try to control what other people think of you. And social media is your greatest ally. Every picture has to be perfect. Every filter and every Christmas photo this season has to be perfect. All the kids have to pose. And if little Timmy can't behave himself, you putting him up for adoption. <laughs> People come for Christmas, they'll be like, where's little Timmy? You know, he had a good run, but uh, we sold him at Walmart to the bell ringer out front. It just worked out. You try to control every single thing. And you say, you still might say, oh, I don't know. Okay, I'll just give you a couple little helps for you, okay? Here's a couple quick tips, not in your notes. If you don't know if you're controlling, here's this. If you offer the same advice to the same person for the same situation more than once, you're trying to control that situation. I told you you would not like this message. Go back to the singing. Here's another one. If you offer your opinion continually to someone when they never asked for it, ignore the cackles because they're elbowing their mother right there, right there. 
You might be controlling. Okay, fill in the blank, fill in the blank. Here we go. The more you try and be in control, the more you fear losing control, the more you want to be in control. Let me say that again for those in the back because I don't think you heard me. The more you try and be in control, the more you fear losing control, the more you want to be in control. How we doing? I'm going to give you the big idea of this whole message right off the bat, right up front. It is super easy to remember, and it is really hard to live. And I'm going to tell you right up front, I am speaking this message, talking to myself more than you. It is my own personal therapy session, so just enjoy, all right? But this, this phrase, super easy to remember, you can fill in the blank, but it is hard to live out day after day. Fill in the blank. You don't always have the power to control, but you always have the power to surrender. You don't always have the power to control, but you always have the power to surrender. Now, when we look at Mary and the angel visiting her, and we can be like, oh, well, of course, Mary had an angel show up, and so everything's fine and dandy, yet she was confused, and the word is disturbed, ladies and gentlemen, disturbed. We read it earlier. Don't make me go back. She was confused and disturbed. And think about this. During this day and age, all scholars agree that she was between the ages of 13 and 15. Don't freak out about that age and say that's too young to marry in that culture and during that time that's what they did, okay? So just go, just go with it, all right? But every girl has the same wants and desires, right? They want, when they're looking for a man, they want him to be good looking. You don't want him to be able to eat corn cob through a picket fence. I mean, you, you want him to be good looking. You want him to be maybe a little bit strong and strapping like your pastor, right? Okay, I'm not. Um, you, you want him to have a J-O-B. Come on, somebody. J-O-B. You want him to have a job. You want him to have a, a, a relatively new model donkey to drive, you know, low miles, good fuel economy. You want something along those lines. You have all these ideas, and you need to understand, during this time, all the villages and towns were very small. So, like, South Haven is about 78,000 people, okay? you got to bring that way down for Nazareth during that time. So the, the dating pool was very limited. There was no e-harmony. There was no Tinder. There was no Christian tingle, right? There was none of those, those things. But she had plans, and she finally found Joe. She called him Joe, I'm sure, or Joseph Joe. You, whatever. She had all of these plans, and then God shows up and says, I hear your plans, I see your dreams, I have something different for you. I have a different plan, I have a different dream for your life, and you're still living this. And so Mary made the decision not to control, but to surrender. And some of us are in this same boat. You have, we're more like Mary than you might think. We have these dreams for our life. We have these plans for our life. We're going to make this happen. We're going to marry this person. We're going to be dating by the time we're this age. We're going to be married by the time we're this age. We're going to have two kids. And then all of a sudden, reality happens, and you didn't break the factory quick enough, and now you got the bonus baby. Woo -woo. Or you were hoping for four kids, and then you found out you can't have any kids. Or you went into work and you were hoping and expecting a promotion and what you got was a layoff. You were expecting your business to take off and all of a sudden you had to file bankruptcy. You were expecting to live a long, healthy life and then you got that diagnosis from the doctor that you just can't shake. And we have these ideas and these dreams and we want it to go a certain way and reality smacks us in the face and changes everything. And we're more like Mary than you think because... 
Write this down if you haven't already, because if you haven't written it down already, you're going to miss it. We don't always have the power to control. We always have the power to surrender. I'm going to say it one more time. I'm going to drive this into our brains. Are y'all, y'all with me? We don't always have the power to control our life. Anybody experience that? You don't always have the power to control every situation, every relationship, every job, every financial. You just don't have that power. But we always have the power to surrender. And Mary chose to surrender. She had to choose between, between her dreams and his destiny. She had, to, she had to choose between her plans and his purpose. She had to choose between these things, trusting God for the end of the story. She surrendered. She surrendered. Now, now here, here's an interesting thing. Have you ever noticed there's, there's, there's no such thing as a partial surrender? Stick your hands up, surrender. Oh, okay. How many know that doesn't work? There, there's no partial surrender. But what's interesting to me is in the United States, we're really good at saying, I surrender my life to Jesus Christ. Well, backstory. Subnotes, appendix, glossary, 87% of my life. Because I love Jesus and I surrender my life to Jesus, but I'm still shacking up. I'm still trying out every person that comes along to make sure we're the fit. We try and handle our We'll trust God with our eternal destination, but we won't trust God with our finances. We, we trust God with these things. And here's what, <laughs> okay, I told you you wouldn't like it. Okay, okay, so here, here's the deal. We trust God. Here's what I realized. We trust God with the parts of our lives that are really out of our control and we don't like. But we hold on to the parts of our lives that we think we are controlling and we do like. Let that sink in for a second. We're really good. I mean, I, I, I hope you're doing your own brain right now, thinking back to your life. I trust God with this. Well, of course we trust him with our eternal destination. Why? Because we can't do anything about that, right? You have to find Jesus and have the forgiveness of your sins. Come on. All right, right, right. So we trust him with that, duh, right? But then when it comes to our daily activities, are we still trusting him and are we still surrendering? Or are we still trying to control those things because we think we got it under control? I got news for you, sweetheart. You don't have it under control and I don't have it under control either. Why? Because we don't always have the power to control, but we always have the power to surrender to him. Always, always, always. Fill in the blank. The more I overestimate my power to control, the more I underestimate the power and goodness of my God. Oh, I hear you. You want me to say that again? Okay, cool. The more I overestimate my power to control. Because we think in America, honestly, if we think, we think we, if it's going to happen in our lives, we have to do it. If we need more money and we're working, and I'm not saying you, you don't have a job, I'm saying... You need a J-O-B. Trust me, you need a J-O-B. Y-E-S is what you're supposed to say back. Anyway, you need a job. You have to have a job. But if you're like, you've got a job, and all of a sudden you're like, well, I need more money. I need more finance. So we think we have to do it. We think we have to go out and get extra hours, extra stuff at the sacrifice of our families when really what we need to do is surrender the first part, and God will bless us with the second. 
I know you don't like it. I'm just telling you, we, for some reason in America, we've gotten this idea that I have, I'm a self-made man. I'm going to tell you right now, I am not a self-made man. I am a Jesus-made man. And it's the only way I get to tomorrow. I know I don't have control of my life. I don't want control of my life. I try control of my life, and guess what? I screwed it up from the floor up. You don't like that, do you? You don't like? That's just true, boys and girls. Oh, you want? Okay, I'll tell you what Jesus said, but I'm, you're not going to like that anymore. Move on, pastor. Okay, here's the scripture. Here's what Jesus said in Matthew 10. He said, if you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find it. If you hold on to your life, let me rephrase this a little bit in Craigology. If you hold on to your life and think you have to do everything and you have to accomplish everything, you will lose. And God doesn't want you to lose. And he doesn't want me to lose. And so if we just go ahead and surrender our life to him, Every single part of it, not 87.5% of it, every single part of it, he always, always brings the provision. Always, every single time. Well, pastor, I hear you, but I've been walking this earth for a long while now. And uh, back in 1952... I surrendered my life to Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Then why are you still so bitter? Why are you still so unforgiving? Why are you still so unkind? Why are you still so unloving? Why are you still so annoying to be around? Because let me tell you something. If you've surrendered your life to Christ, that's awesome. Does that gain you entrance into the kingdom of God? Yeah, 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 yeah. But how about we stop living our life like we're just waiting to get to heaven and we start living the heaven life here and now. We're supposed to be kind. We're supposed to be loving. We're supposed to not just surrender that moment, but surrender every day, every decision. It's not a one-time-off thing. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. I, do, I know you ain't going to like it. Nobody in first service liked it either. Here's the deal. We'll, when we surrender, check this out. When we surrender, God has already sent the provision. Okay, 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 okay. okay. Let's look at Mary for a second because you and I, we more like Mary than you might think we are. Mary, so she's, she's a virgin, she's engaged, and she gets pregnant. So now she has to go tell her boothang. How many know that that is not going to be an easy conversation? I don't think Joseph was planning on going, I totally get it. Totally get it. So you got a loaf in the oven from, the, from God. Totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. Nobody will have a problem with this whatsoever. Let's go get a cup of coffee, right? How many know humanity, real life here, Mary was probably a little nervous about going and telling Joseph. I mean, if you want to go back to the law of the Old Testament, the, what they were living under, she would have gotten stoned to death. I don't mean the good kind, like, oh, she got some relief. No, not that kind, the other kind. <laughs> uh, anyway, she had to go tell Joseph. And she had already told the angel, 
let it be. Let it be. I choose to surrender now, and I'll take what's ever coming my way because I trust you for my future more than I trust myself for today. And so she steps out in surrender to go tell her boo thing, hey, boo, I'm pregnant. Ain't been knocking sandals with anybody, but I'm pregnant. And what does the Bible tell us? The Bible tells us that God already provided and sent an angel to Joseph to say it's good. It's true. It's real. He already provided a provision. What did she have to do? All she had to do was step out and surrender. Okay, okay, oh, 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 that's not enough. Okay, how many know if you have an unwed, pregnant teenager, young teenager, who says, who says that she got impregnated by the God most high? Come on, somebody, help me out with reality here. How many know your family would be talking? Anybody got family that does some talking? If you're not raising your hand, you are that family member that does the talking. <laughs> they be a talking. And so she goes to see some family to say, hey, it's for real. She steps out and surrender, getting ready to take the family wrath. And what did God do? He already sent another angel to her Aunt Elizabeth to say, it's true. It's real. I have already done this. Again, all she had to do was step. Okay, okay, that's still not enough. Look at you. You're all like, I just don't know about this. Okay, so then she's nine and a half, 12 months, 13 months pregnant, ready to pop. And they got to go to Bethlehem to pay taxes and the census and all that, that stuff. You probably know the story. And so they're riding on this donkey, and it's like, it's time. And I'm sure Mary's like, bro, Joe, bro, Joe, bro, Joe, bro, Joe, bro, you got to get me a room. I don't, it doesn't even have to be a Hilton, like just Howard Johnson's, whatever, something like that, a little Hojo action, you know what I'm talking about? Nobody's old enough to remember Howard Johnson. Okay, anyway. She's like, you got to find me a hotel room because I am not having this baby in the backseat of the donkey. You know what I'm talking about? And they show up and there's no room in the inn and so they get a stable. And you might say, oh, well, the stable's not a very good provision. I mean, it could have been nicer. But if she wasn't in the stable, the shepherds would have never been allowed in to witness the glory, glory of God. See, sometimes God sends provision. Listen to me. You step out and surrender and God has sent provision, but you just don't like the provision because it's not what your expectations were. But sometimes your expectations are lower than what God already has because God's doing something bigger than just you and just me. And the provision sometimes, many times, will not just minister to you and fix the problem. It will minister to the people around you if you will just give God the chance. Okay, then you say, but wait. That was really weak, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but wait, there's more. Then, then Herod, Jesus is born, and then Herod sends out a death squad to go kill the baby. He kills every child under the age of two. And so Mary and Joseph have to flee. The Bible tells us they flee to Egypt. How many know two unemployed people at that time don't have enough money to go to Egypt and live for a couple years? Aren't you glad that they stepped out and surrendered because God already provided with the wise men sending gold, frankincense, and myrrh to pay for it? Listen. You can't control every area of your life. You will fail every single time. But if we'll just surrender, God has already sent the provision. All we have to do is step out and surrender and meet the provision. Our problem is we try to control everything. I want to control every relationship, every dating relationship. Who am I going to marry? My financial decisions, my marriage. Good Lord, control my marriage. I got to control all of this stuff. And when we're over here controlling it, God has sent the provision over there. And the reason you're not finding the provision is because you're in the control circle. You need to step over into the provision circle. And the only entrance fee into the provision circle is this thing called surrender. 
You will never see or meet the provision of God until you surrender. Think about this. Every time you've received a blessing in your life, this is a bold statement. Every time you receive a blessing in your life, it's when you've surrendered something to him. You receive the blessing of salvation because you surrendered your life to him. You receive the blessing of a God-given marriage because you surrendered your wants to him. And the list goes on and on and on. He's that good to us. So let's fast forward. Some of you don't like baby Jesus. Okay, let's fast forward to adult Jesus. So Jesus grows up, and we're going to go all the way to the end of his life, and right before the crucifixion, the night before, the Bible tells us that he's in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he's there praying, and the Bible says that he's so intently praying, and you guys might know the story. He prays, Lord, let this cup pass before me. Let it pass from me. And so what he's saying is, he's saying, Lord, let this cup of suffering, not the crucifixion, not the cross, but all the other stuff, all the painful suffering things that Jesus went through. He's like, okay, yeah, I'll go to the cross, but can this pass too? Because it was intense, and Jesus saw it, and God basically said, no, you know, this is, this is the plan, this is what we're doing, there's more to it than that. And Jesus says, this is so fascinating to me, Jesus says the exact same Greek word that his mother said at the very beginning. She, he said, let it be. The entire time Jesus lives his life, you can read Verse after verse, he's verse after verse. He's constantly surrendering his life to the Father. His life was surrendered from the beginning all the way through, all the way down to the very end. He is surrendering to the Father. I surrender. And there he is the next day hanging on a cross. And don't, please don't over-romanticize this and think when Mary is standing there that she's, she understood. Yeah, she received an angelic visitation 33 years earlier, but can I just tell you something right now? And you know Jesus was her favorite son. He's the only one that could turn water into wine. Come on. But don't over-romanticize this thinking, well, she understood. She's a mama, and she sees her son hanging on a cross, beaten and bloody, and people walking by and cussing him out mocking him, making fun of him, spitting on him. Don't tell me her gut wasn't wrenched. Don't tell me she wasn't, come on, any moms in the house, don't tell me, don't, don't remove the humanity from the situation because she was still a mom, but one thing she still did was she surrendered. And imagine how upset she was when she heard Jesus hanging there say, Father, forgive them for what they're doing. They don't even know what they're doing. And then his last breath on the cross, in Luke 23, 46, he says this, then Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Father, I surrender. I surrender. I surrender my spirit to you. And he took his last breath and died. See, Jesus surrendered from beginning to end, first breath in the womb, if you will, to the last breath on the cross, he surrendered. Surrendering, South Point, listen to me. Surrendering is not a one-time thing. It is a daily decision, every choice, every decision. I am choosing to surrender my will to the Lord's will because I want a better life because I know the future that God has for me. You have to trust him with your future. See, our problem, we're just like Mary. Our problem is we don't know the end of the story for our life. But he does. 
So trust him with that. Stop trying to control yourself into that. Am I speaking to anybody today? See, let me, let me say this. Let me, let me slow down for a second. Um, Patty and I, as pastors of this church, we love you guys immensely. We love every single one of you. We pray for you regularly. And it upsets us. It breaks our heart when we see your marriage not work. When we see a marriage struggle. It breaks our heart when we see that you're lonely. It breaks our heart when we see the different things you have to go. It, it breaks our heart when your finances don't line up and you're struggling financially. That, it, I don't know if you get that, but as your pastor, that, that breaks our heart. But here's what we know in that. I know in every, I'm just telling you, in every single situation, no matter what it is across the audience, every situation, it's not a, control will not fix it. The only thing that will fix it is surrendering to him in every situation. You want better this or better that? He wants better this and that for you too. But it takes a surrender in that area. And if you've been here long enough, you know that Patty and I do not walk around tr pointing out things that people are doing wrong. We don't walk around with condemnation in one hand and judgment in the other and say, who's next, baby? Right? That, that's not how we pastor. And some of you will not stay here. Some of you will leave and go to another church or just leave and not go to church. And let me tell you something. That hurts. That hurts. And then some of you might say, well, you didn't come after us, you didn't call us, you didn't do this, you must not care. No, 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 please, don't, don't confuse this. We care, we don't control. Can, can I say that again? We care very much, but we don't control. If I try to control your life, and you might have been to a church before where it was controlling, let me tell you something, it just messes everything up. He is way better in control than I am. And so here's what we do. We, we don't hunt people down. We don't even chase gossip down. People gossip about us all the time. You didn't know people gossip about the pastor. It's kind of hard to gossip about me a little bit because I'll just tell you the truth. What, right? You know, it's like, that's what I did. Um, we don't chase down gossip. We don't chase down people. We, we, here's, here's what we do, and I hope you feel this and get this. We do our best. To set a table, a feast of all of the beautiful, amazing things that God has to offer. And we hope and pray and care that you come to the table and just feast on what God has. It's not a controlling thing. It's a caring thing. I, ho I hope you hear that. I hope you feel that. Because we want the best for you. And I'm just telling you right now, as your pastor, if I am your pastor, I only say that if it's your first time here, I'm probably not your pastor. That's fine. Um, if I am your pastor, just listen to my heart for a second. You want to know how to get through that difficult situation that you're in right now? That situation that you're confused and disturbed? That, that situation, no matter what it is, from dating to marriage to death to doctor's diagnosis, whatever it is, every situation... It's not, it's not about controlling. It's about surrendering. 
And you can play the control game as long as you want to. And that's the cautionary Christmas tale. You can play the control game as long as you want to, but I'm going to tell you right now, it'll slip out of your fingers. We weren't built for it, but aren't you glad he is? And so when we surrender to him, it changes everything. Now, I'm going to close this in prayer, and I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do right up front, because I, I, you know I don't like surprises at all. So in a minute, I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes. I'm going to pray for you. And then if... I'm going to ask you if you need to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. For some of you, it'll be the very first time. Some of you need to do an honest soul check and recognize, okay, what's this other 25% or 10% that I haven't surrendered? It's time to, I need to surrender this. The habit, the addiction, the bad relationship, the pornography, I don't know what it is. Whatever it is, I need to surrender this. I've been holding on to it because I thought I could control it, but it's overtaking you. I need to surrender my life. I need to get saved. And then I'm going to ask another prayer. I'm going to say, okay, if you're here, you've surrendered to Jesus, you're cool, you're great, that's fantastic, but you recognize you have an area of your life that you are honestly trying to control. And I'm going to pray for you because it's time for you to turn that loose because I love you that much. Will you bow your heads and close your eyes with me? Heavenly Father, I love you so much. I love you so much. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you that you just show us in such a loving way that we need you more than we even realize. And Father, I know that there's people in this room and watching online that don't know you as their personal savior, that they have not surrendered their life to you, they have not surrendered their soul to you, and today is the day. They've been holding on to themselves long enough. They've been holding on to their control long enough. It's time today to turn over the control of their life to the creator of their life, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ. With your eyes closed, your head bowed, that's you. I'm gonna ask you to raise your hand. I'm gonna count, because you're not alone. Come on, put your hand up. Come on, put it up. You're not alone, I'm looking across, come on. It's time, it's time, it's time, it's time. I'm gonna push just a little bit, because I'm just telling you right now, it's time. Some of you have been playing the game way too long. It's time, let's get serious. One, two, three, hold it up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine, thirty, thirty-one, thirty-two, thirty-three, thirty-four, thirty-five, thirty-six, thirty-seven. Father, I thank you for these amazing thirty-seven people, and I ask as they lift their hand as a sign of surrender. As a sign of surrender, as they've lifted their hands up, even their hand, as it goes in the air, is open. I believe that's just a symbolic representation that they're letting go. So today, as they surrender, as they let go, Father, I ask that you catch them before they hit the floor. Father, move into their soul space, move into their lives, provide for them for those areas of their life that they know they need provision, provide for those areas of life that they don't even realize they need you in that. Father, provide forgiveness for their sins, for their wrong choices, their consequence, all the things. Father, we just ask right now that you save them. Save them full, overflowing in all of your goodness and your faithfulness. And from this day forward, let it not be an 87% surrender. Let it not be a 90% surrender. Father, today, in the name of Jesus Christ, we are praying for a 100% surrender to this man named Jesus Christ who did everything for us. We love you, Lord. Still praying with your eyes closed, your head bowed, you're going to be in the room, and you're here, and you're just saying, you know what, Pastor? 
I have an area that while you're speaking, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I have a control issue and it's time for me to turn loose. It might be your kids. It might be, I, I don't even, I don't know what it is. But you know that area. That's you. I want to pray for you right now. Throw that hand up. Come on, just put it up. Yeah, I can't count that high, ladies and gentlemen. All over the room. Heavenly Father, you see every single open hand. You see every hand raised. You know what that hand represents and you know exactly what that hand just let go of. Father, we might not have heard it, but I believe all of heaven heard it hit the floor because it's time. It's time to let control go and surrender happen. And so, Father, just like you said in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse chapter 6, verse 10, you said, cast all our cares on you because you care for us. So, Father, we're laying them down. We're not taking them any further. And, Father, right now, I, Holy Spirit, I just ask that you go to each of these people and tell them, good job. Good job. I've been waiting for this moment. I've been waiting for this moment. I've already provided. I've already provided for these situations. I've been waiting for you to step out of the control ring and into the provision ring. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Father, we love you so much. We could not do another day without you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you guys for hanging out with me today. Um, I do have a big announcement at the end here, so but if you leave early, that's fine. The big announcement is I'm pregnant. Nope, just kidding. Um, if you do need prayer for anything, there are people down front that would love to pray with you and connect with you. And honestly, if, if you have something that you're struggling with control, I would highly recommend that you come down here and write it on a piece of paper and stick it to the cross just as a symbolic act to say, I am, I'm leaving it right here. I can't do it on my own. You got to do it. All right, all right, I do really have a big announcement, and no, I'm not pregnant. Good Lord Jesus. Um, so we've been taking up our uh, wild offering the last couple weeks, and that wild offering is still open until the end of the year, so it's not too late to jump on the amazing bandwagon that it is. There's envelopes out there at the counter and you can give out there. Um, but to date, our grand offering for the wild, moving forward into the wild in an unhindered way is $77,500. <laughs> Yeah, come on, South Point. Woo! All right, stand with me if you will. Let's pray the benediction and we will jet on out of here and go get a pumpkin spice latte. I'm just kidding. I hate even the smell of it. All right, so don't go buy me one. Don't do that. I'll just dump it out. All right, here we go. Now may God, the fountain of hope. Fill us to overflowing with uncontainable joy and perfect peace as we trust in him. And may the power of the Holy Spirit continually surround our lives with a super abundance until we radiate with hope. In Jesus' name, amen. Love y'all.